Hey everyone, this is Tony. Welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. Tonight I am joined by Rachel and Adam. How you guys doing? Doing great. How are you? Doing fine. Hi, Tony. Hey, Adam. Hi, Rachel. Hello. This is nice because I get to talk a lot now. There you go. <laughs> so Actually, you, I say doing great. I have to admit the World Series is going on and my team's not in it, so I'm oh, not right. the happiest. Yeah, me too. You know, bo- both all of our teams are out because Adam and I are Yankee fans and Rachel is a Cardinals fan. And, uh, well, they didn't fare so well in the... Uh, in the league championship series. So we're, we're, I think we're all boycotting the games. We're recording this spring break special, uh, spring break mouse and more special um, tonight instead of watching uh, the World Series game too. So, <laughs> well, I uh, am watching it right now. I just got an unmute. All right. Well, you're a better man than I am because I'm, I'm focused now completely on the NFL. <laughs> so uh, – Take us out to the ball game, and uh, like I said, this show is going to be about spring training. Uh, Rachel's got a lot of experience uh, going down to spring training, and Adam and I are the baseball fans out of the out of the hosts, so that's why we're here. Um, as usual, I'm the history guy, and uh, I, I was amazed when I when I looked this up, but uh, there has been over 130 years of Major League Baseball spring training in Florida, and I'm going to do a decade by decade look for you now. Actually, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to give you some highlights. So in 1888, the Washington Nationals traveled the farthest south than any team had previously traveled to Jacksonville to prepare for an upcoming season. A young reserve catcher for the Senators uh, by the name of Connie Mack uh, played in Jacksonville's first big league exhibition game. The uh, Nationals didn't do too well that season. They finished 37 and a half games out of first place, and they said, that's it. We're not going south. It wasn't worth it. So it took another 15 years before Major League Baseball returned. In 1903, the American League champion Athletics, with their manager, Connie Mack, uh, were the first big league team to spend an entire spring training in in Florida. Uh, The team (laughs) didn't fare so well. They finished 14 and a half games behind the Red Sox, so they didn't come back for another 11 years. However, in 1913, the Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Browns uh, showed up in Tampa and St. Pete, respectively, for the first uh, extended spring training. By 1914, the Sunshine State had the markings of a small league with the Cubs in Tampa, the Browns in St. Petersburg, the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Augustine, and Connie Mack and the Philadelphia Athletics in Jacksonville. Um, By 1914, the Athletics were the reigning world champions, and Florida was no longer uh, isolated in the backwater of baseball. It was on the verge of becoming a hub of spring training, uh, and that was due in part to the improved auto and train travel, which made the state more expe- uh, more accessible. Uh, the advantages of Florida were the warm, dry winters and enticements by local boosters to draw the attention of baseball executives. Um, so up until World War II, let's see, uh, by 1929, 10 of the what were then 16 major league teams trained in Florida. In World War II, uh, or during World War II, teams did not spring train in Florida due to travel restrictions. And then in 1946, it started ramping up again. Um, Branch Rickey, who at that point was in charge of the Phillies, um, um, uh, actually, I'm sorry, of the Dodgers, uh, bought a formal naval air base in Vero Beach, which is now known as Dodger Town, and turned it into the Dodgers' first spring home. Uh, everything was kind of at low key until the 1980s when the Houston Astros began training in a four-field cloverleaf design practice facility. 
that was the first of its kind. Um, and that the idea was that the f- clubhouse would be in the middle. There would be four fields which would fan out from there. All the fields were equally distant from the locker room and training facilities. And the proximity of the fields made it easy for coaches and instructors to move around. Uh, this cloverleaf design was revolutionary in efficiency. And it kind of became the industry standard, not just for spring training complexes, but in parks and recreation complexes around the country. In, 19, uh, in the 1990s, and here's the Disney tie-in, the Atlanta Braves arrived at the Magic Kingdom and uh, opened up their spring training facility in ESPN's Wide World of Sports. Uh, Bobby Cox, who was a veteran of the 60s Dodgers and New York Yankees, comments, I didn't think we would ever have spring training in a theme park. Um, in 2004, the Phillies uh, went into the new Spectrum Stadium and it set off a new look in spring training design with a 360-degree walkway completely around the stadium. And then the last highlight is in 2017, the Fit Team Ballpark of Palm Beaches becomes the second two-team facility in Florida as the Houston Astros and Washington Nationals. Hmm, those two names sound pretty familiar right about this time of year. Uh, they began playing in West Palm. Um, and after their first spring training at the ballpark of Palm Beaches, the Houston Astros won their first World Series championship. To date, 35 different Florida sites have held spring training, and all but six of today's major league teams have trained in Florida. The only teams that have never had spring training in Florida are the Anaheim Angels, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Seattle Mariners, the San Diego Padres, the Colorado Rockies, and the Arizona Diamondbacks. The cities with the most year of spring training are St. Pete and Tampa with 87 years, Bradenton and Clearwater with 76 years, Lakeland with 75, Sarasota 74, Fort Myers 64, West Palm 63, Orlando 62, Vero Beach 58, and Winter Haven for 55 years. So that is a little look at the history of uh, baseball in Florida. And I believe Adam uh, is going to talk about some of the locations that currently house uh, some of the major league teams. Yeah, so there are a bunch. And I'm going to go basically from starting at Disney World and working my way out Um there used to be, like Tony mentioned, the Atlanta Braves used to practice in spring training over there uh, at ESPN Wild World of Sports. But unfortunately, they move out this year, and this coming spring, they are starting in a new facility in I, its Venice area. I'm very surprised that, that Disney did not find another team to uh, uh, replace them. I have a theory on that, but maybe we'll save that till the end. Like a little radio tease. A little teaser. There you go. Yeah. So the closest to Walt Disney World uh, to enjoy your vacation is going to be Lakeland, Florida, where the Detroit Tigers spring train. So if you are from the Midwest Detroit Tiger fan, you have won the lottery. You can go on your spring break vacation to Walt Disney World. Drive about half an hour to Lakeland down I-4 in between uh, Orlando and Tampa and check out your team at spring training. Uh, If you keep going I-4, eventually you'll hit Tampa, which is where the mighty New York Yankees spring train. And then across the bay, you've got Clearwater, which is the Philadelphia Phillies, and Dundee, I might be pronouncing that incorrectly, is Toronto Blue Jays. Tampa's about, according to Rachel's... um, calculations an hour away the phillies and blue jays are about an hour and 20 minutes an hour and a half those two those uh couple that i just said there those are on the west coast of florida there are some teams further south than bradenton which is the pittsburgh pirates the sarasota florida is the baltimore orioles 
And then south, southern, you know, coast down to the Fort Myers, etc. And on the east coast, you have Port St. Lucie, which is where the Mets play. And further south of that, Jupiter, where Marlins and St. Louis Cardinals, and even West Palm, even further south. So, which is where the Astros and the Nationals play, who are playing right now in the World Series. If you're listening to this, if this comes out, the World Series might still be going on, or it might be done. Who knows? Um, how how cool is it? You know, you list all those teams, and if you think about the playoffs this year, the two World Series teams, you can watch them do spring training in Florida. Of the league championship series, all four of those teams, the Cardinals, the Yankees, Astros, and Nationals, those are all in spring training in Florida. And then, you know, even if you get back to the division, you know, the first round of the playoffs, the Braves, um, are there the only ones that weren't are the Brewers and the Dodgers, right? Because even the Rays are um, in Florida as well. Yeah. So only two teams in all the postseason practice out in Arizona. You could go to spring training and see all the teams that were good enough to make the postseason. Yeah, and I think that just speaks to the volumes to how wonderful the state of Florida is. Actually, I think it's just a coincidence how that worked out. But um, <laughs> but I no. will say <laughs> I will say that although I've never been to Arizona in at any time of the year let alone spring training time. The Florida idea of the spring training, which, Rachel, you'll get into, does sound very exciting. And for somebody like me, a Yankee fan, knowing that I can go, if I'm on a you know, spring break trip to Walt Disney World, I can drive an hour, an hour and a half west to Tampa and go check out the Yankees at George M. Steinbrenner III Field and see my Yankees play and and, uh, try to get a a read on the upcoming season. Hopefully we're going to fare better next year than we did this year. I think it just opens up for a month's worth of time. It opens up like more things for you to do on your vacation, if you so choose. So now that I've sort of listed where each of these Florida teams are playing, kind of how far away they are, Rachel is going to give us the nitty-gritty on how to figure this operation out for yourself. Yes, uh, I've got many tips on this. My family actually started we going to spring training, um, it'll be four years ago. And we would go to Disney for four or five nights stay during our spring break, because thankfully in Arkansas, spring break is in March. And then we would take a couple of days and go watch the Cardinals. Now, my husband's a Mets fan. I'm a Cardinals fan. So we would often try to catch when the Cardinals and Mets would play each other. So we've been to both Port St. Lucie as well as down to Jupiter. Um, one thing that's neat about spring training is the fields are very intimate. They're so much smaller. Think of like a minor league stadium or even a college stadium. So you can pay considerably significantly less money for a ticket and be standing right next to a starting pitcher and watching them warm up, you know, see how big their arms are. It's very exciting because you get to be so close and you can hear the coaching going on. And Did you just, just say, see how big their arms are? Yes. What are you referring Somebody to? likes biceps. <laughs> their arms are huge. Oh like those first basemen. Gold, so I'm going to really nerd out on you people. Um, Goldschmidt's first year with the Cardinals was this year. And we... I intentionally bought my tickets next to the dugout, which was on the first baseline. 
And oh my goodness, he, he almost hit for the cycle at the game we were. And his arms were bigger than my legs. And my legs aren't muscular and skinny. They're kind of chubby. I mean, but his were muscle arms. I mean, they were huge. It was really exciting. But um, anyway, I digress. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so that's really awesome, though, because they're so intimate. And they're very family friendly. It's a great place to take your children because the players will engage with your kids. We often get there, try to get there about an hour and a half before the game starts. So my child can get autographs. The first year we went, he made a poster. And he was in kindergarten. And he drew on one side of the poster board, he drew a diamond of the Cardinals. And on the other side, he drew a diamond on the Mets. So depending on where we were, he could get the autograph of which other player. And at the time, there was a guy that just walked by, and he was a first baseman, and he signed his autograph. Well, it turns out it's Pete Alonzo. So we have on this poster that we still have Pete Alonzo's autograph, and he's going to more than likely be the rookie of the year for National League this year. We have also got many other players' autographs, as well as it pays off if you know a little bit about the players. For example, Paul DeYoung, who plays with the Cardinals, is the starting shortstop now for the Cardinals. But three years ago, he was in the minor leagues. But I had heard that he was originally from the Orlando area and loved Disney World. So I told my son that. So he said, "Uh, Mr. DeYoung, what's your favorite ride at Disney? And Paul's eyes lit up. And just started this conversation. And he was like, well, it's, you know, Mount Everest. That's my favorite. And he asked my son what his was. And they had this huge conversation. And it was exciting just because they had they made a connection. And so now when we watch him, my son always says, Mom, he liked Mount Everest. Do you think he likes Flight of Passage now? And we talk about that. So, you know, just take, take an item. Take a ball. Take, let your kid make a poster, take a baseball hat, because you will be able to get autographs. You can wait alongside the field, like I said, before or after the games. The other tip would be um, that the teams will pull up in the parking lot, and the away team will provide a bus, but the te- the players that are more professional will pull up in their cars. <laughs> Often, you could, the ones that you know, aren't the big names, they'll come over and sign by the gate when they get off the bus or when they're getting back on. Uh, it's very hard to get some of the bigger names, but they'll pull up in their cars. I know we saw Yadier Molina pull up in a Rolls Royce that cost over $300,000. I was kind of like, huh? You know, mind blown. Um, saw some Lamborghinis and some Porsches and Mercedes. So that's another place to wait. Another thing you can do is you can go back to the practice fields or also known as the backfields. And this is often where the position players take batting practice and it's from live pitching. And you can listen to the coaches and how they coach them. Um, But you're allowed to go back there and they will have the players that aren't playing in the main game. They'll bring other players from like their minor leagues and they'll play some game type situations on those backfields as well. So that's something else you can do. The other tip would be at the beginning of spring, spring training, the players are more in what I would call golf mode. They're not as serious yet. So they're more likely to sign autographs and engage with the fans. However, the closer it gets to the regular season, the more serious they are. So if you can go and if you're, if autographs are 
something that's important to you, I would go in the, as early in spring training as you can. The first games start this coming year on February 21st. But do know that, you know, this year spring training ends earlier than it has in the past. So it ends on March 24th. It used to go all throughout the month of March. So, you know, pay attention to uh, the schedule for the Grapefruit League, as well as if you're going this year, we're going to the Cactus League out in Arizona. What? But yes, we are. Why? My son's a big Mike Trout fan, and so we're gonna go check why not, that. Why not just wait till like they play in Kansas City or something? Because they're not as likely to sign autographs, and autographs are a big thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's really right. fun because the the players are so kind, and I'll tell you who else is kind. There are so many retirees. And also um, people from y'all's neck of the woods uh, that come to spring training. I guess they want to get away from the cold. So they come to Florida. And the Is that right? Would you say? What do y'all call that? Is we call like them a, snowbirds. Snowbirds. There you go. Now, the snow, go if, I, if I may, just on a tangent here. The snowbirds generally refer to the old elderly people that live half up here and then half down in Florida. However, with the invention of the internet and people working from home now it's it's got a broad range of um age spectrum now so we got snowbirds that are all different ages i wish i had a job where i could be a snowbird um and i kind of could because we got offices down in florida at this point it's getting ridiculous why i don't go down there in the winter because the snow here is just ridiculous. I can't stand it. But regardless, yeah, that's what we call them, snowbirds. Okay. Well, those there are lots of snowbirds. But the nice thing about them is they're there for the game and they're used to it. So they take an interest in the little kids. And they'll help yell at the players to try to get them to get autographs and help. I remember they helped Parker. And then one sweet gentleman, he saw Parker's poster and he just bragged on him. He's like, what a great artist you are. Can I have your autograph? And he got Parker to sign his ticket. So they're so kind and they're used to having the children there trying to get, you know, to see their favorite player. So I thought, I think that's a neat experience as well because, um, the people are so kind other than in regular season baseball when it's more serious, you know? Um, so I would encourage you, I have booked quite a few trips for people or for families when the mom and the kids want to go to Disney or they want to go to universal and that dad's kind of dragging his feet and he's like, uh, I don't really know if I want to do this. And I'm like, well, you could go to some spring training baseball so we have, t I've tagged this on to a lot of vacations um, for my clients. And, you know, when you do consider going, you know, if you fly into Orlando, don't think you have to fly back out of Orlando. Fly into Orlando, do Disney, and then rent your car, drive over and fly back home out of Tampa or Palm Beach. Uh, you know, there are many options for making that work. Those last year we went to Port St. Lucie. And then we drove about 45 minutes up and stayed at Disney's Vero Beach Resort for a couple of nights. And so that was fun, too. So there are many options to making spring training work for your family and coordinating it with also a theme park trip. I, I just think it's a it's a fabulous option to, you know, make your vac your vacation a little different. I could see pairing that with a universal trip if you have a full week because universal – you know, Universal's good for three or four days, and then what are you going to do to round out your week? Shoot down to spring training. 
You know, Disney, you can do it a week in Disney easily. You know, short trips for Disney kind of uh, uh, drive me nuts because there's so much to do. You don't just want to cram it all in. But I could see like a short trip to Universal or after a cruise, maybe mm-hmm. a nice uh, a nice spring, nice spring cruise. Come back, especially if you're sailing out of Tampa or Miami. You're so close to some of the spring training games in those areas. Often what my clients will do, they'll do like a five or six night at Disney and then go over for one game and tag that on. Now, most of the games are day games. So that's something to keep in mind. Usually they start around one o'clock. Every now and then you'll find a night game. The other thing to take in consideration is that they do split squad games. So for instance, um, Tony, I don't think you mentioned earlier, but what are the three different areas called? You had that down a second ago. So, yeah, there are three main areas of the uh, Grapefruit League, and they are the Gulf Coast, Tampa St. Pete, and then the Treasure Coast, which includes the Palm Beach County teams. Yes. So within those areas, those teams will just play one another over and over and over again. So, for example, the Cardinals, the Astros, the Nationals, the Marlins, and the Mets, they'd play each other over and over because they're in that Treasure Coast League. But once at spring training, they will go over to – the Tampa area, like to play the Yankees and over and there. However, sometimes some players don't have to travel, you know, <laughs> they're a little special sometimes and don't have to make that trip. So what they'll do is they'll have like a split squad training, uh, a split squad game. So the Cardinals might send some of their players up there to the Yankees and the Yankees might send some down to the Cardinals, both playing at the same time, but they're in two different areas of the state. Yeah, those bonus babies, they don't like to travel. No, they don't. No. Yeah, I was going to just reiterate, Vero Beach, which is where Disney has the um, Vero Beach uh, DVC resort, which you could pay cash to stay at if you know you don't have DVC, is a only what appears to be, it's less than an hour north of Port St. Lucie, and it's probably about an hour, an hour and a half north of Palm Beach and mm-hmm. um, West Palm, which is where you got a couple teams playing down there. So that is unfortunately the Dodgers they used to play at you know Dodger Town at Vero Beach they don't do that anymore but which makes sense to, for them to be on in Arizona but um you could a beach vacation at Vero or any one of those beaches on the east coast there of Florida are really nice and taking a couple of baseball games I will tell you the spring training tickets usually with the clubs go on sale I think it's usually about November December so keep an eye on that if you want to get them before they hit StubHub and you have to buy them um, you know at scalp prices but the fields are so small as far as a view it really doesn't make it that much of a difference um, it used to be that people tried to get right there along the field in the first row to get autographs like near the dugout however they've extended the netting um, due to you know the injuries that have happened from fly balls and so those seats, not if you think, oh, I'm going to buy this seat, you know, this ticket is right by the dugout, therefore I can get autographs, there's netting there now. So don't pay those high prices if, just to get an autograph. But even, even with that netting, like you said, those, uh, those stadiums are very intimate. Most of them are in the maybe five to 7,000 uh, seat range which is uh, very small, uh, you know, like, uh, like Rachel said earlier, uh, a, a lot of them are, are more sized like minor league stadiums, but it does bring you right down close to the action. Yes, and they have the berm area, so you can even take a blanket and go sit out in the outfield if you want to and, you know, pay hardly anything for that. So Yeah, and these, we sort of touched on it. I don't have exact pricing, 
But these tickets are $20, $30 max if you're going to, like, a Yankee-Red Sox game. Especially if you buy them, um, you know, ahead of time. I guess if a popular player is showing up to a ballpark, it could, I guess, maybe get a little bit more expensive. But for what you're getting... It's a good deal for it's. It's as if you go to a minor league game, and if you have a minor league team local to wherever you live, same principle in terms of ticket pricing. It's not that expensive, so it's it's a good you know three three and a half hour day, middle of the afternoon, sunny day type you know family experience that won't cost you so much money. So Adam, at the beginning of the show, you said you had a little teaser about some uh, Walt Disney World baseball news. Well, this is just my opinion. I don't think. This isn't really news per se. The Braves for, I don't have the exact numbers, it was probably at least 10, 15 years, had their spring training at uh, Wild World of Sports and Walt Disney World. And they've since built a new stadium. It was not fully funded by them. It was partially funded by, I think, the county and the city in Venice, down in southwest Florida. Um, So right now, Disney doesn't have a spring training home no team there um and i you know you could speculate why and if they ever will get another one i do think that these teams they like to the yankees have a a facility all these teams have their own sort of facilities that they own and operate and they do all of their training there they have minor league teams out of there wild world of sports has everything going on every day of the year i think they always have some kind of event that has nothing to do with that had nothing to do with the Atlanta Braves. So I wonder if the Braves finally decided to leave because, A, they were paying rent to be there. They didn't own the place. So they're paying Disney whatever the rent was. And they must have figured, look, why don't we own our own place? We'll take all of the ticket sales from, you know, all of the games. We'll have our own minor league facilities down there. We'll have a base for training purposes for, you know, the young players and people that are hurt to rehab. And so we don't have to pay rent to Disney. I would not be surprised if no team comes into that facility that Disney has. So that's that's a good question, Adam. So the, the Braves were there. They were there uh, in Wide World of Sports for 22 seasons. They started in 1997. Um, so that stadium is 22 years old. At least. Yeah. But, you know, you hear like, you know, when we're watching the first couple weeks of the Yankees season, you know, or somebody somebody has an extended spring training and they stay down in Tampa – what happens to the Braves? Does does their spring training do they does their extended spring training stay or did it stay at Walt Disney World or did they have another facility? That's what I'd like to know. I I actually don't I don't know the answer to that. They might have had another place because Atlanta is a um a southern area. Maybe they just had that stuff in Atlanta where they play because they didn't need to because they already have warm weather, so that maybe that you know kind of solve that problem. But the way these teams are going, where you know an owner is a billionaire that can spend a lot of money, and they can I don't want to talk about politics, but they can get public funding to build a spring training facility or at least help pay for a spring training facility. Why would they pass that up and just pay rent to Disney? I don't know. Um, What's I, I don't see why that would why any team would want to do that to be quite honest unless if they were like strapped for cash like you know like Tampa Bay Rays they notoriously are an inexpensive organization they don't have a lot of money so maybe they would be okay with paying rent and hopefully getting some ticket sales from the games 
and taking advantage of the population of the uh, vacationers that are running Disney already. So I just think it's an it's a deeper thing than just oh, there's no team in you know Disney World. Okay, whatever. It's a political thing. It's an economic thing. It's it's yeah, unfortunate you know, but... for us because I would have loved. I never did it, but I would have loved to go down for a game. I don't care who was playing, and drove it over or take a minivan over to um, that stadium and watch you know spring training again. It would have been really cool. Yeah, it it, it does look like uh, that stadium opened in '97. Uh, Disney officials did not envision the ballpark as a full-time spring training venue, but rather as a spot for youth and college tournaments, as well as the occasional spring training exhibition. Uh, the Astros expressed interest in signing a long-term lease, and that changed Disney's business plan. Uh, so it looks like now uh, they're really focusing on college, uh, you know, teens, Babe Ruth-type stuff. Um, and I guess that, uh, you know, Disney's kind of saying it doesn't really need uh, the Grapefruit League. Um so maybe there will not be a team coming to Champion Stadium. No, and and I tell you, they have so many. They have things going on all the time there. Maybe it was a lot of you know. There's there are rules that Major League Baseball has. If you're going to hold a baseball game, whether it's a spring training game or a real game, there you have to have a certain amount of you know open spaces. You have to have a certain amount of spots for like luxury boxes. You have to have stuff for TV and radio and media. And all that, there's like extra things that you need to make sure you're covered. You can't just, you know, you can't just have two teams out there and umpires and call it a game. Like, there's a lot of extra. There's security involved. And maybe, maybe. Well, te- technically, all you need is two teams and an umpire. We're just speculating here. At least I'm just speculating. And maybe they didn't, maybe they felt like, eh, maybe it's not worth the, the effort. Even though they were, you know, cl- I'm assuming they're collecting rent from, you know, from the Atlanta Braves. It's kind of like uh, the NBA experience exists now. Because the NBA built that place, and they're paying rent to Disney to be there. And Disney must feel like, well, it makes more sense to collect rent from the NBA experience than it was to operate their own Disney Quest facility. Not, I mean, that's like maybe another show for another day, but it's kind of like, you know, Disney's got to go out, look what's best for them, which I completely understand. I agree. Okay, so can I throw some Disney baseball questions to you all and you answer them just like... Yeah, of like, course. Like lightning round. All right, Casey's Hot Dog, the little quick service restaurant at Disney. Do you eat there, yes or no? Yes. I've never eaten there. What? I know. Oh, Although a lot of the joy has disappeared since they took apart the grandstand and removed the, the monitor and put in the tables, but I will I still stop every trip. I... I was supposed to eat there with Mark two years in a row now, and we never did it. And um, I blame him for not saying yes when I said, Mark, we're here. Let's get a hot dog and share it. And he's like, nah. Share it like, like Lady in the Tramp style? No, we were going to cut it in half All right. like adults, Tony. Have you eaten there, Rachel? Yes, I have. Do you like it? Do you like the hot dogs? Well, I like hot dogs. I don't think they're the best hot dogs in the world, but I will eat there. So here's your question. If you get a hot dog at Disney, do you do mustard or ketchup? Ketchup. Yeah, I don't. I just do ketchup, no mustard. And Ooh, I also, I'm a, I also I'm a mustard girl. Ew. <laughs> ew. I also, I also don't like that they took away the melty cheese and the uh, futuristic uh, condiment dispensers. At Plastic Casey's. cheese? <laughs> yeah, they did just get rid of those. They took away the condiments, didn't they? I think that's very yep. stingy. They brought well, they 
did bring back the ketchup and the mustard packets. You did hear about I don't want, that, right? I don't want packets. I want the, the, the futuristic machine that spits out ketchup or mustard. Well, I guess they felt like the that was an efficient use of, of somebody's time. I don't know. And so they took away the packets, but the, like literally three hours later, they brought the packets back. It was a whole thing on Twitter. But isn't that like non-environmentally friendly or something? No, you know? I feel like the packets is probably the worst thing because how many – how many times do you take extra packets and um, and you don't use them all and you you know you unfortunately throw them away? It's it the best thing would be the pumps because it's in bulk. Yeah, you exactly. Just, you dispense it as you need it, but that can also get kind of messy. Um, and you got to deal with hygiene things. Here now we're turning this show. Yeah. Into okay. And hygiene. Next Sorry. question. Sorry. No, you're good. You're okay. Popcorn, peanuts, or cracker jacks? Popcorn. I go Cracker Jacks. Okay, I go Peanuts. Cracker Jacks, ever since they uh, changed the prizes, they're no longer fun. Wow, gosh. Okay, <laughs> you are at Disney World, and you need to watch your favorite team is playing in the World Series. Where do you go watch the game? ESPN Club. My room. I have to watch. I can't watch it with people. I have to sit in solitude and watch it because I get nervous. Okay. Where about right. you, Rachel? Where are you watching it? you got to answer the questions, too, you know. Oh, I'm probably going to, if there's a sports bar at my resort, I'm going to go into that area. I like to, I don't want ESPN clubs too big and too loud, but I do like to be around other people who have it on and are watching it because then I can talk or if they're against me, I can kind of razz them if I'm doing good. But if I'm doing bad, I'm probably going to my room. Two years ago, I was there for the ALCS when the Yankees played the Astros and the two nights in a row they lost games six and seven and i watched in my room i'm like i like people were saying why don't you go out and watch in a bar i'm like no you don't understand i have to watch it i can't watch it with these quote-unquote fake fans i gotta watch it like and cry when they lose and that's what happened those two games okay so next question disney sells mickey mouse dressed up in baseball pins of mickey mouse dressed up in different baseball team attire do you have the Disney pin that's Mickey with a Yankees. Uh, I do not. You, Adam? No, but you know what I do have? This, is, this isn't this is Disney, but it kind of is. I have an Elmo plush with a Yankee uniform. What? Now, Elmo <laughs> is, Mupp- is not Muppets. That's it's Jim G-World. Henson. Well, yeah, but before that. He's Jim Henson, and Jim Henson is sort of still. So it kind of kind of mm-hmm. matches. Okay, kind of. so y'all are not true fans. I have the hey. pin with the car- in Cardinals uniform. All right, last one. Have you ever stayed at All-Star Sports in the baseball section? No. Or at All-Star Sports, or gone to see the baseball section? Just I, haven't. I haven't. Yes, I, we've stayed at All-Star Sports. But I'm not sure if we've been specifically in the baseball section. Oh, so on. it's funny. They still have some of the old teams that no longer exist up on the pennants. <laughs> Do they really? They, yeah, they need to renovate that. I think the Expos are still there. But I could be wrong. I think it's the Expos. Well, that would be the one that – that would be the most recent one. And like Tampa Bay Devil Rays, they've changed names since mm-hmm. then. Okay. Wow. So my last question for you, and then we can wrap this up. What is your first – baseball memory experience story do you have a story what's your first baseball game do you remember your first baseball game uh my first baseball game was who i want to say 19 1979 32. no 1979 1980 oh. joe dimaggio um, my 
I saw DiMaggio play. Did you see um, um, Honus Wagner play against no, I, uh, uh, yeah. Christy Mathewson? Yeah, that was back when baseball cards used to be sold with tobacco. Um, <laughs> no, my first baseball game was sometime in 79 or 80. Uh, I went with my uncle. It was a bus trip by – he worked for the Mobile Corporation. The and oil company? We went to go see a game, and I believe Rudy May was pitching, and Rudy May uh, uh, was just like a Yankee pitcher. that He was no one spectacular, but I, I kind of liked him, and I was all excited because Rudy May was pitching. And I bought a glove. I brought a glove with me, and then we were in like uh, – we couldn't have – we were like two rows from, I think, the moon. That's how far away we were. <laughs> um, my – well, I have two. My, my first baseball game, it was a bus trip, Tony, like you. Uh, Yankee game against the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. I honestly do not remember the. I know they lost because I remember like they were down in the ninth inning and we were rooting for Chuck Knobloch of all people. Remember him and to get a clutch hit and he didn't get it. But I think for me, my favorite baseball memory was going to the last game at Yankee Stadium, in 2008 September. We were two seats from the moon, me and my father, and that was special because they had. All the old players come out, and they did a whole ceremony, and it was you know the last game at the baseball cathedral of the Bronx. So that was uh, I was in college then, and that was really cool. So that's cool. You got to go to that game. That's awesome. Yeah. So my first, I did. My parents were not baseball fans. I didn't grow up watching baseball. Um, I grew up in a small town called Boonville in Arkansas, and <laughs> three thousand people. And not thankfully, we went to a church where they. Um, the church made a point to try to take kids from the town to go experience new things and different things. And so in June of 1993, our church got a, had a church bus and loaded up the youth and took them to Dallas to go to a Rangers game. Oh, okay. So the Rangers, Jose Canseco played for them at the time, and they were playing the Angels. And it was on June 17th, 1993. Well, that is a significant date in history. <gasps> Wait a minute. June Everybody, 17th. yes, everyone was leaving the stands and going into the concession stand area. And I didn't understand why. And I walked out and I was like, where are, is that, where are all the, where's all the people? Where's the crowd? And I went to the concession stand area and on the little TV, there was a white Bronco going across the screen. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I think that's it an OJ thing. The, it's the OJ day. Mm. Yes, it was OJ Simpson. So that's how I always remember my first baseball game. Wow. Um, I didn't fall in love with baseball till later on. I met Scott and he was a Mets fan. And that kind of, that story's a little longer. That's but anyway. Yeah, but my first um, first baseball game was O.J. Simpson. Adam, I just want you to know that if I'm ever on the run from the cops, uh, you're driving my Bronco. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do you? I would give anything to have a Bronco. I remember those were fun. This is Adam. I got Tony in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so glad we got to do a baseball show. That was yeah. this was good. It just it just stinks that there's no game at the that ESPN. we care about. No, no, it just thinks that they're not playing the spring training there and and I and I when we were do, planning this I promised uh, Rachel I says, "Yeah, we'll do it." I says, "But I have to wait till the Yankees season is over first. I can't I can't touch the money. I can't talk about next season before this season's over." And unfortunately, this season was over. Our seasons all ended way too early, way earlier than we wanted them to. And that's pretty much a good point for us to end the show. You know, hope springs eternal. There's always next year spring training. Hopefully you found what uh, we talked about this evening interesting. And maybe you and your family can take in a spring training game at some point. 
Um, because we are the mouse, spring training is the more of our podcast. Oh. Uh, see what I did there? So uh, until next time, uh, we are the Mouse and More podcast. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. And Mr. Adam runs our Twitter from the men's room at his local place of business. Adam, do you have any other social media uh, you'd like to discuss? No, but I just did want to say, as Yogi Berra said, it ain't over till it's over. And I'm going to shamelessly plug you guys as travel agents because it sounds like you guys have got a lot of this stuff figured out already and somebody like me who has no idea how to schedule any of this stuff you guys got great ideas and uh, it would be easier to book any type of swing training travel trip in Florida or Arizona I guess with you guys than just me figuring it out myself so just that is true out. that is true thank you Adam uh, the mouse and more is sponsored by Main Street and more travel um, so if you're looking to travel to Disney, Universal, cruising, all-inclusives, spring training, uh, get in touch with us and we'll set you up with an agent that can meet your needs. So until next time, I'm Tony, and uh, I've been joined by Rachel and Adam. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good day. Go Cards! Go Yankees! Let's go Yankees! Go Yankees!